Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Football Index podcast and today I've got my first ever returning guest and it is the two former trader of the month, both hailing from Nigeria itself. It is Annie, who goes by FI Great, and Jay Gatsby, who are, you know, they're both part-time index maniacs and uh, they also have normal day jobs but I mean I've seen some of these guys portfolios and uh, they've got a hell of a lot of players still even though in the last podcast they promised that they were cut down so Jay tell me what happened mate <laughs> uh, hold on I need to give me two seconds I need to actually find out how many I've got now I can't remember what it was last time I think I had 160 players or something like yeah. that and yeah, also Annie, I'm I'm pretty sure that you've not really cut down your players either. So, you know, what have you got at the moment? Well, Pete, um, to be honest, I I operate what I call a, a fluid strategy. I I don't have a strategy, <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, it just literally flows with uh, the way the market. I see the market going. Um, at the moment, I think I have over eighty players. Yeah. I'm wishing I just sold everybody and just put it into Myanmar, but um, I think it's too late for that now. <laughs> Maybe uh, so. Maybe yeah. so. With yeah. uh, with his crazy price at the moment, yeah, it's, I, know, uh, I know, I know, something like we've never seen on Football Index. But it's great to see, isn't it? Like even if you don't own, it's it's just crazy to see. It's, it's it just means the market's so much more um, stretched, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I see Neymar at. I mean, it's going to cost you about a thousand pounds now to get oh. pictures of Neymar. A thousand pounds. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that sort of level when I first joined um, the index. Uh, but where we are, where we are now, and um, the thing it actually does it, it gives you more confidence in investing in higher players now, because you know there's much more of a higher limit. So if I know Neymar is now at ten pounds sixty five. I'm not afraid to put in my money into, for instance, Hurricane at eight pounds. Um, I used to be worried to do that before, but I, as the market extends, you know, you just gain more and more confidence. You know, I was gonna say, like, the comparative value in in the index is is such a strong, like, it sways people's decision making so much, right? Like, you know, a few months ago, Hurricane looked like really expensive and potentially yep. overpriced in some people's opinions. Now that there's someone who's higher than him. Yep. he's no longer overpriced. So yep. it's kind of funny how that works. Yep, yep. Well, as I said, fluid strategy. <laughs> <Just after. laughs> Whatever happens, happens, huh? <laughs> what about yourself, Jay? Tell us tell us about how your portfolio has taken shape since we last spoke, because you, you promised that you were going to cut some down. Have you managed to do some? You know, like I'm just like the cookie monster when it comes to football index. I don't think I can I don't think I can do it. I think there's a problem uh here somewhere. I'm currently stuck at 159 players um at the moment. I seem to just I seem to just have a look on a daily basis and just see, you know, who's there that's dropped in price lately, who's got games upcoming. I think I'm definitely much more of a dynamic trader on a sort of weekly basis. Um ship out players who um, who have played uh, recently and who don't have any favourable games over the next few weeks, bring in players, have a look sort of four or five days in advance and try and bring in players early. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But at the moment, I think, especially when it works for players who are relatively unknown, i give you an example tonight. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win, but I had 600 of Lucas Vasquez at uh, 63p and he went up to 79 uh so you know hopefully if he if he wins that's another you know sort of pb win you know sort of from nowhere really and then i might eventually sell him <laughs> i suppose when you have that many players you must be getting so many of these surprise pb wins well i, I mean i probably mentioned it earlier but literally what i do sometimes especially on triple days or whenever is i have a look at the top uh p top players and i just go on the sell button and i click on it um, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I click on it and I see like 400. I'm like, shit, I've got 400 of this guy. Fantastic. <laughs> I can't be bothered. It's hard to go through my portfolio to sort of have a look at it. I think I sent a video to you as well a couple of days ago so you can just see sort of how much rubbish um, I kind of have in there. But somehow, somewhere, 
the market, my portfolio seems to be growing in line with the market. I mean, a lot of today, I don't even know what's going on, but a lot of players I own have just literally shot up in price. And it's just showing you, just like Annie said, the confidence people are having in the index. I think it's definitely reached that stage where it's kind of blown out mainstream now. And a lot of people are sort of buying into the product. I had someone at work the other day um, who was speaking to me about it and actually joined it as a result. He's only put 50 pounds in, but you know, every now and again, he sends me a message and is like, oh my God, I should have bought more Neymar, you know? And, and it's just it's just good to see because this product, just the unique nature of it means that it's just going to get more and more people. More and more people are going to slowly sort of trickle from their conventional betting, you know, where they put £100 a weekend, might just put £50 in a bet and £50 in the index. And, yeah, the growth is crazy. I mean, I was having a look at my spreadsheet, and Neymar this time last year was a pound twenty two. Wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a um, big rise, isn't it? It would cost you 122 pounds to buy 100 futures of Neymar at the time. Obviously, I guess no one really saw the growth. Obviously, at the time, the index was very media buzz focused. And if Neymar wasn't moving to the Premiership, then there was no real value in holding him at the time. But, you know, with the performance buzz and, and, and with the World Cup coming up and with Neymar being sort of pretty much Brazil's talisman, I mean, the, the the, the money that has been pumped into him is just insane. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's had some crazy rise, hasn't he? Uh, like, what, what, what are your takes on that, Annie? The, just kind of the, the growth of the index since we even did the last time you guys came on the podcast, was what, which was like, what, three months ago? The index has grown such a ridiculous amount. Like, how have you felt? Have you tried to keep calm in, in, in a situation where everything's going so well? Well, I've, I've had to keep calm and uh, a bit angry because I, I own zero Neymar. <laughs> but then again, it, that, that's the beauty of it now. Like, you don't need to own Neymar. I think someone messaged me the other day, like, oh, it must have been great getting Neymar at, like, a pound or whatever, like, you, yeah. you veterans. And I said, yeah. the majority of people who bought Neymar at a pound would have sold by oh, now. By now, yeah. yeah. Because that, it's that's... like there would have been so many situations or opportunities where you could have sold for a really good price compared yeah. to the rest of the market at that time. Yeah. But you know, there was always, there will always be that bit of you, which who goes, you know, in you that goes, um, you know, if I just held, you know, it's that, um, that <laughs> regret, you know, because now you look back in hindsight, you know, and you were like, you know, Neymar was always going to do this. Neymar is the, is the next big star and, you know, the world cup and probably going to Madrid and blah, blah, blah. But, to be honest, no one saw this coming. Like the 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 when you think about how much money is flying into him, you know, for every one P rise, that's someone putting in a thousand pounds into Neymar. So it's 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 incredible. You know, it, you know, I, I I don't think anyone saw saw this coming this quick. You know, what what exactly is driving it? Um, I I don't know what people are seeing. What's so different in the last four weeks? Uh, is is there something you guys know that I don't know? <laughs> but <laughs> You know, it's just it's it's brilliant. It's brilliant to 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 see. And one thing I know for sure is because Neymar's risen so much, it's it's only a matter of time before money begins to trip trickle into other players as well. I for mean, sure. some 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 guys are already uh, on the move. I, I see Thomas Muller, who I've sold like ten times, uh, with making like you know fifty pounds profit each way. Now he's almost double his price. You know, so um, yeah, it's just a matter of time before the index catches up as well. Yeah, that always seems to be the cycle, doesn't it? The, the guys right at the top really fly just because people have most confidence in them. And then they get to a price where new users are kind of like, actually, do I want to put £1,050 into one player where I can buy 100 features here, 100 features here, 100 features here? And then when people start thinking like that, there's kind of like a shift and money stops going into the top players. And then it goes down a bit, you know, lower into the next tiers. And that's just kind of repeats itself and it will happen again when the money stop stops going into Neymar sorry and starts going into your three pound your four pound your two pound five pound players when those players rise another I don't know 50 I don't know 50p a pound or whatever then that starts to make Neymar comparatively cheap and then it all starts over again and this is why you know, we kind of love the index and if you've been on it long enough you can kind of predict these cycles and make yourself quite a lot of money yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember one of uh, one of my friends. We we joined roughly around the same time on the index, 
and uh, he left. You remember that, that go, going back in time when there was no liquidity, where you had to wait for someone to buy it off you? Yeah. Or, uh, you remember those back in those days? So he lost patience and left. And then each time, you know, the index keeps going up. I keep telling me, look, dude, you need to come back on this thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and the one thing he says to me each time, he says, I don't understand how everybody wins. I don't understand it. Like everybody I speak to, or you guys are always talking, no one is ever actually talking about losing. Everybody's always talking about, oh, my portfolio is going up and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I think that's, as you said, that's just the beauty of the index. You know, if you're patient, uh, like Jay is, and has like, I don't know, 300 players and, you know, in the portfolio, at some point, if you're patient, these guys are going to make you money. It's just, it's, for me, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the bit I really enjoy. It's just, you know, if you, if, you, if you follow your gut, do what you need to do and be patient, you know, the index always rewards you. Yeah, yeah I think, like, the great thing about it is that it rewards a lot of different ways of thinking. If you're, like, really hyper-aggressive and sometimes instant sell a lot of players and, and put your money into another position, then often yeah. it can reward you quite a lot. At the same time, if there's a position that you've been in for quite a while, which isn't going as well, and you don't want to instant sell, you're one of those people that hates giving football index commission, and you keep, <laughs> then, uh, I mean, not like us guys, <laughs> definitely not you two, <laughs> then you can, you can just hold and uh, wait until they do have that good performance. And then you can make the decision to sell in the green with your buzz win in, yeah. you know, in, um, in the bag we're just in such a great bull run at the moment that the next time we do see a bloodbath it's going to scare a lot on a lot of unit users sorry so uh, i wanted to get your opinions both of you on how people should actually prepare for when market doesn't go as well as it is right now so well, why don't you take the lead here Jay? I'll go back um, 2016 i think it was after the euros um, i just joined the index then i had um, 50 Paul Pogba's, no, 200 Antoine Griezmann's. I remember buying him en route to the final, thinking it was going to be it was going to be a fantastic buy, and a few people anyway. I remember shortly thereafter, um, the market there was a massive crash, a massive crash. Well, what, what I thought was a massive crash, and I remember texting um, RC Football Index RC. Um, I'm just trying to remember when I messaged him sometime around around July. And I remember asking him, um, just give me two seconds. Uh, but basically, the conversation I had with him was along the lines of, you know, is what should I do? There's a lot of money. There's a lot of money being that's, that's sort of gone out. And I don't really know what to do. This doesn't seem this doesn't seem right. And he was like, at the end of the day, there are going to be ups and downs. But Ultimately, the most important thing is uh, for you to uh, for you to sort of stick around, stick around with it, um, and you know the market will recover. There we go, thirty first of August, twenty sixteen, um, and I was like, you know, I haven't been able to convince my mates to stay on. They've been reacting to the crashing prices and been trying trying to cash out. Any idea why you seem you think people seem to be pulling out football index? anything you think football index will do about it you know i was there like what the hell's going on why are people taking their money out what's football <laughs> index going to do about it? you know I was just chatting a lot of shit and basically he was like you know unless you've been on football index for a while i know there's ups and downs is an understandable reaction um and you know but it was like stick with it and it would eventually go up and you know this was 31st of august 2016 i mean how many people did we have on the index then and how many people do we have now you know, it must be it must be an exponential growth, and I can I can I bet you there are people, and thirty first of August who took all their money out, who are looking at this now and thinking, shit, I should have just stuck with it. You know, mm. um, so for a lot of new users, they're going to experience the same thing. You know, I've experienced. I, I think it's just the same thing with sort of conventional stock market. You know, it's how much do you believe in the product? How much do you believe in the vision? How 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 confident are you that this platform is going to continue to grow? Um, and if you are confident, then you will be sticking in this for the long term. And what's different from this with any other sort of conventional, you know, stock stock exchange? You can stick your money in cryptocurrency, and the price of that could rise and fall 
etc and you know your money rises and falls with it but one thing about footballing that there's a fixed payment structure regardless of that so you know that if you buy 100 tony crows at two pound 50 within a season you expect him to return i don't know five or six performance buzz wins treble days let's say let's just say something along the lines of 90p a season it doesn't matter if crows goes up to four pounds it doesn't matter if it goes down to 80p you bought him at two pound 50 you've got a fixed rate of return there so in one in in a, in a particular way you win and it's unlikely that a player that you have that much faith in is going to do so well and is not going to have the capital appreciation so you know, in many ways i think a lot of people sometimes um you know focus on the on player drops too much focus on oh i bought him at this price and it's not gone down etc 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 but i think the main thing that someone that you that you need to realize is that at the end of the day this market is driven by people like you and me someone who might be tired one day of holding crows and wanting to invest in someone and sells two thousand of him and goes down 20p and someone thinks oh my god it's gone down it might just be one person's reaction so i think Someone just has to look at their portfolio. I mean, I can't really talk because I've got like 900 players, but look at their portfolio, critically examine who they've got in there and just look at the best way they can get value for money through the dividends. I always try to let the dividends drive my buys and sort of go on from there and do you know have speculative ponds on people. But generally, it's usually because I think they're either going to appear in the news or they're going to have a very a great game. And if you have a look at, player prices you see a lot of players who spike i mean look at under from roma a lot of these players spike because they have one or two good consistent performances and you know if you buy a player like that early enough there's there's still so much money to be made even though it costs you a thousand one hundred pounds to buy neymar you can still make money on the index even sort of going on this year and i'm really excited to sort of see how the index is going to change the structure once the season ends and just before the World Cup starts. And I think that's going to be quite exciting. And if played well, there's another sort of avenue to make potential sort of gains around that time of the year. Yeah, I, t- I totally echo with like basically everything that you've just said, Jay. I think um, Jenga Zunda, for one, which is a player that me and Matt Santangelo discussed on my last podcast, he's a player that just kind of came out of nowhere and i think football index as um shout out to him he actually pointed him out to me at about 60p when he started and i was like i don't know like i'm not sure if i'm gonna take that punt and uh soon enough now he's 155 which is like 60t 60p sorry to 155 is like a lot of money if you'd pumped say i don't know the amount of money that you could buy a hundred Neymars with into him at 60p your returns up to one pound 50 would have been absolutely extraordinary and obviously like not that many people chuck a thousand pounds into a player who's 60p I mean I say not that many people but you two definitely do those kind of lunatic things (laughs) um it (laughs) is like (laughs) it is it is like crazy how high and how quickly these players rise um annie what are your thoughts and on kind of like managing your emotions during a bear market rather than when we're seeing all green and everything's great and everyone on twitter is like yeah football index is great i've just (laughs) deposited another fifteen thousand pounds like i'm ready to go what is give me the flip side though when we finally see some red like what is what are your top tips yeah, um, for me, I, I think Jay also mentioned this uh, early on. It's it's your standard, you know, stock market um, stock market movement. You know, the the rise we've seen in the last uh, few weeks is not. Um, I will I will say I will use the word sustainable because that's that's too. Um, uh, that comes across as negative, but at some point people are going to start taking profits. It's it's just it's just you know it's just the way uh, market works. Um, and to be honest, I've seen it so many times before. I, I mean, before I started trading on football index, on the index, I've seen it like it has happened like I don't know how many times, eight, nine times, uh, where you have a bull run and then all of a sudden everybody starts taking some money out and blah, blah, blah. And the next time you, uh, you get a bull run, prices go even higher than than um, than the, the the last time when you, you, you got the drop. So um, at that stage, it's just a, a case of, you know, 
you know, what, what's your gut saying? I keep going back to that. Like if, for instance, I've, in, in my case, I have been holding Gareth Bale for ages and I'm just waiting for that moment where he flies. He's gone up to four pounds, back down to um, three, three thirty-five or three forty, whatever it is, and that that just keeps happening until the point where I I feel his price would be fair value on the market, and you you, you will get that with a few players. Um, it's the same thing, for instance, happening with Alexis Sanchez at the moment. Up to I think he went up to seven pounds. Am I correct to say that seven twenty-ish? I think yeah, seven twenty-five. Yeah, seven twenty-ish. It's now back down to less than six pounds. You know, so for me. If if you really believe, oh, you know, Alexis Sanchez is going to hit it, you know, for United between now and the end of the season, um, his price is going to be solid through the walk-up, which I doubt. Um, this this is an opportunity for you to go in and wait for that moment where that bull run happens again, and you get Sanchez back up to seven seven pounds. Something similar is happening with Pogba at the moment. Pogba was, I, I believe, went below uh, four pounds at some point. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, went below four pounds at some point, you know, and now he's over five pounds. So it's it's about you know, um, what's it called? Going through the market when that whole bearish um, movement starts, and finding those players you believe have long term value or would come into the news, or you know, there's possibly going to be transfer spe- um, speculation around during the summer, and pick up those players cheap. At the end of the day, the aim of this game is to buy cheap, sell high. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, a bearish run is not exactly a bad thing. It's actually an opportunity for you to to, to get players on, on the cheap. So you just have to be brave when every other person is fearful. Um, that, that's the that's the best way to make money. On the- <laughs> that's the saying, isn't it? That's, that's one thing I love emphasizing because I know, Jay, but you, when we had this big fall in, um, was it, I think, like late September when we were uncertain about PB rulings. Oh, you yeah. actually went and deposited quite a bit and quote you saying, I just couldn't resist. Yeah, it was it was a perfect opportunity. I mean, because I think the, the reason why was we previously to this, we had uh, a, a drop. I don't know if you remember. There was there was there was a second, there was a first drop in August where there was some uncertainty about the scoring system and the mm, yeah. and the penny stocks. And a lot of players at the time kind of dropped. And there was an email that was sent out like the day after or something, which sort of calmed people's nerves. And I missed out on that first one. And mm. when this when this uncertainty came with, I think it was it had things to do, we weren't sure when we were going to roll it out. It was meant to be there for the start of the season and it wasn't. And the defenders, I can't remember exactly what happened, but it, the people started selling again. And luckily for me this time, I'd kind of like, sold a few players so it, the, the 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 drop wasn't as bad but on players where i had a lot of a loss i just thought you know this is an opportunity to make some money i mean it was a gamble but you know you look at people like football index chat you know these are when you look at the kind of you know this guy's held like how many what a thousand eight hundred neymar since it was like one pound or something ridiculous and, and through those through those ups and downs as well as he's held you know and, it's, and he, you know he's probably topped up along the way and just you know just had you know big massive hairy fucking balls to sort of just <laughs> hold on to this and that was why i just thought i just said put four grand in and then you know i was able to sort of put that money in on players who i thought would rise and i kind of got it right on 80 percent of them and i was able i think within a month and a half to withdraw that four grand i put in so it was a short-term fix but it was able to sort of at least use that opportunity to make money so no i fully agree and even another thing that's i think has helped as well um, I think there was a tip. Someone said, you know, don't don't trade according to sometimes, you know, sometimes you have a feeling about a player that he might do well, etc. But I found out that a lot of some of the rises I've had is just from thinking, what would the market do? Or what's mm-hmm. the market likely to do? Who's the market likely to buy? And in certain situations, I bought a player, I don't even see the value in holding him. Like Welbeck, before Arsenal played Ostersons, I knew he was not going to do anything. I mean, sorry to any Arsenal fans. Actually, we're all Arsenal fans, aren't we? <laughs> but the day before, I was just like, you know what? I'll just buy a cheeky 200. And it went up like 18p or something. Man, and I saw, you know, the day before. So, yeah, there's so many ways, I feel, um, to make money. But just like Annie has said, you know, if you trust the system and you trust the the platform, you know, a lot of the time, I just look at my decrease tab early in the morning to see what I can pick up, you know, cheaply. And sometimes that, that that just seems the way to go because players just rise, players fall, 
and you know it's just knowing what the what entry price to get in at and what ex- exit price to get out out for me yeah definitely i think um it's when some of these falls do happen i think people just start getting so scared on twitter and um i, I always like to say to people like i mentioned this quite a few times as well when people are talking about a certain player a lot then on twitter then maybe it's not the best time to you know buy that player when people are getting really scared about a player and like that player might be going down in price and people are like proper scaremongering about a certain player sometimes it's a good time to buy but i mean you you don't want your you don't want your kind of like decisions to go against the market if that makes sense like you don't want to be so headstrong and stubborn that like what you think is clearly opposing the market sentiment because that can be dangerous yeah and lead to you getting stuck in this cycle where you're like damn like, why are these players falling i know they should come good and i think they still will come good but they're not like rising and they're not returning well they might they might be returning dividends they're not rising um and what what is going on there like why is the market not agreeing with my opinion and the truth is like it doesn't really matter what you think it's what happens in the market yep yep uh, uh, i was just gonna say um yeah it's 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 a it's a pretty difficult one to call um because i mean as you say if you're so headstrong in your belief you can just watch your players just absolutely just fucking sink uh, one example of that that happened to me was Wayne Rooney uh, when he was uh, leaving United. You know, I was so headstrong that this guy, you know, uh, England legend, captain of United, leaving United, going back to Everton, he was going to be in the news. You know, I was ignoring the, uh, you know, as he kept going down, I kept on buying more and more and more and more and more. And I ended up losing a shit ton, you know, so <laughs> it could go either way. And then, you know, mo- most recently, uh, the last one for me was uh, Aubameyang. I remember speaking to Jay uh, a few weeks um, before the January transfer winner. I was saying to him, look, dude, uh, Aubameyang is going to leave. You know, he's causing so much trouble at, um, at Dortmund. There's no, there's no way he's going to stay. He has to leave now. And I was, you know, t- basically saying, look, dude, get in before, um, you know, the, the market catches up um, um, on him. And then the news about him going to China came out and I panicked. I, I ignored my gut. And I, I, I ended up selling for, if I remember correctly, like a three, three, four hundred pound loss uh, on Aubameyang. Um, I think I sold around like one pound eighty seven. And then what happened? Within like a week, oh, he's going to Arsenal. Oh, but you know, Bashiwa is going the other way. Blah blah blah. He goes up to three pound fifty. So um, you can, you can never, you can, you, you, you can't win in all cases, you know. So um, it's, it's. How do you advise someone? You know, you've seen it go both ways. You know, when you're headstrong and when you have not been as strong as you should have been. So it's 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 a, it's a difficult one. I, I I'm guessing in you know in, in any stock market or any market where you trade, it's, it's finding that balance. Of, isn't um, it? Yeah, it's, to find that it's the balance. element of luck. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think I mentioned on the podcast before. I think it might have actually been on the last one we did, where I literally woke up as I got a notification saying that. Um, you know, uh, Lukaku was going to United, probably off some sort of a bleacher report uh, thing, or I might have had notifications on for a journalist. And I'd I bought Morata the night before because I'd read some reports from Spain saying that he'd um, he basically agreed the deal when it was happening to United. And then what happens? Lukaku comes out then like out of the blue, and that pretty much murdered Morata's price and if I'd held I would have lost a lot of money so uh that was an example of me being really lucky I mean I've had a few uh, I haven't been that lucky like I think Jay you mentioned missing announcement I've been on flights during announcements and it's it's just not been good stress wise which is always not fun <laughs> everybody's looking forward to uh, the summer speculation again eh? <laughs> no, of course of course I think um well I mean I say of course I I quite enjoy it but um I mean, what do you guys think of it? I mean, we're having so many players. Any anything could happen for you guys. You could either rock it if you get really lucky, and one of your players goes to United, or could conversely see a random player that you own go to China. <laughs> and that is the risk, isn't it? Really, um, I think 
I mean, I, I don't want to say you know, too much in terms of why I think. I mean, they're the obvious obvious targets, I guess, um, at the moment. You know, with Malcolm, you know, where 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 is he going? Um, Griezmann sort of kind of quieting down now since uh, United have got Sanchez, but you know, they're still players that are likely to go to Man City. You know, Man City wanted Sanchez, so they're potentially looking for a wide forward. You know, there's a lot of speculation to come, and you've got so many players now, not just the 200, that what we might see differently to last year, you know, is, you know, if if I've got a player that's going to United that's already a £3.98, and I have another one who's going to Tottenham, I don't know, as 85p, you might see people putting maybe more money into the sort of smaller players. And that's kind of, I'm kind of having like a few sort of 100 here, 200 here, just little punts. You know, because if those kind of players fly, you know, they're, 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 they're flying and your percentage sort of ROI or profit in that could be could be much larger. But what I kind of see, and, you know, it's, it'll be interesting if someone's done the sort of stats for the last tournament uh, that was held. So you the Euros, for example, you know, what was the media buzz, you know, kind of like, you know, at the time, you know, would the World Cup get more coverage, for example, from the English media. It's funny you, you say know, that, Jay. It's going to happen, yeah. It'll be interesting. It's funny you say that because I think I am I was literally actually just creating a sheet with uh, the top three media buzz places a week before the Euros, during the Euros, and a week after. So it's, it's really uh, really strange that you say that. But, um, yeah, maybe if you're if you're good for the rest of the podcast, then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that sheet your way. Oh no! Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, because I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I see something happening in May. You know, like I think May is going to be bloody for mm. some players, and it's going to be pretty exciting for others. You know, for example, I mean, I've got Romelu Lukaku now, who has just died. I don't even know why, why I had him. And this is another thing about the index. Sometimes you just have to be ruthless and get rid of some players at a certain point. But, you know, for example, a player like Lukaku is likely to be more valuable than Alexis, for example, in the summer, mm. you know, with Lukaku going to the World Cup and Sanchez not. And and there might be some players like that who are, you know, playing really well for their clubs. And it'll be interesting to see what traders are going to do. You know, if they've got a grand on a player that's not going to be at the World Cup, are they going to hold that £1,000 in that player for three months? Or... Are they going to put it in a... So it'll be interesting to see. And I think there's going to be, you know, a great opportunity to profit. And we're going to see something we probably have never seen before because we've not, you know, we've never had performance buzz uh, on a World Cup year before. It would just have been media, which may not have made that much of a difference. But now that you've got the performance, then there's, there's likely going to be uh, an interesting sort of few months ahead with the World Cup and the transfer window. Man, I, I love I love the unknown personally on Football Index. I think uh, it's it's a great opportunity to profit because whoever's quickest to adapt usually makes the most profit. And I think new users, when there's like a market change or when there's a change to the rules or something changes like we're seeing with the World Cup and having performance buzz dividends, those who kind of adapt the quickest will make the most money. So it's it's you know, it's how quick you learn just as much as how quick you actually make money which is you know a, a really important thing on football index but i wanted to ask you guys if we're actually underestimating how big the transfer hype is actually going to be in the summer like do you remember hammers rodriguez in the last world cup like everyone was after him yeah do you think there's going to be like bigger transfer hype than there is actually about world cup hype because when i was doing this analysis over the the euros pogba won a lot of buzz so did um and well not no one else dominated like Pod, pogba obviously sorry because he was just so so dominant in the headlines but there were players like mishi bashuyasi uh henrik mkhitaryan that picked up some buzz so those transfer rumors yeah. what do you guys think do you think we're underestimating them yeah i mean yeah uh, what's it called? Uh, I think. How long does the walk up run for again? Uh, about six months, weeks, I believe. Six yeah. Weeks. Okay. Uh, I mean, the way I see it, it would be the 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 media going absolutely crazy about the English team again until they get knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Annie. <laughs> Although I, th- although I think they have the chance this time at least to make. Oh come on, Annie! No, 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 not, it is not every year. Not, 
not not to win it, but to at least get to the quarterfinals. I, I, <laughs> I, I give them that. I mean, they would do really, they would do really well not to get out from their group. <laughs> so, um, so I, I think I think there'll be a lot of media coverage around the obviously the English team, and then I, I don't I don't see I don't see the walk up news dominating the the the. Uh, will I say papers or the you know like the the, the outlets that um, ball index track? I I don't see dominate. I think there will be quite a lot around the transfer speculations, particularly if someone at the World Cup is doing great. Mm. So, for instance, mm. I mean, you gave the example of of James Rodriguez. Um, I ca- I can't imagine. I mean, who was he linked with at that time? Was he Real Madrid? Yes. Every single player, I mean, every single team, really, wasn't he? he Porto at the time, wasn't he? He was in Monaco, so he was kind of up for grabs. Was oh no, he was at Monaco. Yeah, it was. Up, oh yeah, yeah. Monaco. So if if he, yeah, so if if you get a player who is absolutely like you know just all of a sudden just shining, even like an Asamoah Gyan. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Like, but like there are those players that come out of nowhere and you've yeah. not really heard of them before, and then they just completely destroy the World Cup. Yeah, and they go for a big fee, even if yeah. they. They might have just been through a good run of form. Yeah, yeah. So for, for me, I think I think you'll make more money off the the transfer transfer speculation than you know the actual work of performance. If you understand what I mean. So if mm. you get a uh, a Lukaku or a you know someone who is already proven scoring goals, I, I don't think there would it would be as much of news than someone who is unknown and just starts banging in goals or putting in crazy assists assists. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, this person will be good for Chelsea. This person will be good for Arsenal. This person will be good for United." I think, I think the the transfer speculation will be more of a buzz draw than than the walk of itself. If that makes any sense. I totally agree with that. I think a lot of people have been slightly blinded by the World Cup light just because they see a player going to the World Cup, and they're just like, "Right, there's a." there's a reason for me to buy they've not thought how many games they can actually they, they may actually be likely to play in the world cup they're not thinking and factoring in as you said uh transfers like is a player performing well they're gonna win potentially pb but then are they actually dead money for the rest of the summer if that makes sense if they don't yep. move? so what you kind of want really if you're really holding between now and the beginning of next season which is a long time on the index you want someone who's not going to be dead money throughout like the weeks preceding and subsequent to the world cup yep totally totally agree totally agree on that um yeah i didn't as as jay said you know it's at the end of the day what drives the market is you know your ability to win dividends you know, so if a player is, you know, just going to be dead meat, or, you know, at the World Cup is going to be on the bench, you know, and as uh, I mean, as long as England are in the competition, like you know, everything's going to be about Harry Kane. Everything. I, I mean, if Harry Kane scores a hat trick in in the first game, I don't, I don't care what any other person does. Harry Kane is just going to be <laughs> forever, you know. So as 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 long as England are in that World Cup, you know, it's it'd be very difficult to see, you know, teams or players outside of England winning the winning the, the media balls. I, I don't know what football index are planning to do in terms of performance balls, but at the moment, if it's just going to be media balls, then, you know, most of it is going to be centred um, around the, the English team. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what they do. What are your thoughts, Jay, on, on this kind of yeah. fixation with the World Cup? Yeah, I mean, no, we, I think... we touched on it a little bit, but going into the kind of dead money situation when... I think I made it. Yeah. And he made a good point, actually, because I wasn't really thinking about, you know, about this. You, you don't really want to buy speculative players for the World Cup. You don't want to buy some guy who plays for Iran, you know, for example, because he's <laughs> been linked with, you know, I don't know, Crystal Palace or something, you know. As far as I'm concerned, you know, the, the players you, that you should probably hold for the World Cup will be players like Neymar, you know, someone yeah. from Germany, you know, Spain, potentially, you know, the, the sort of big hitters and, you know, maybe, you know, Belgium, the dark horses. Mm. Uh, but if you want, you know, players like in the squad teams who are playing for sort of other countries, you don't really want to, in my opinion, yeah, I think you're right. You know, the transfer speculation is still what what's going to drive the market. But what I do see in terms of buzz, and I kind of look back to Euro 2016, if you had a player like Jamie Vardy in Euro 2016, um, someone similar in the World Cup, so someone who's English, 
who's got a link to, who's who's been linked with a uh, big money move to a english club i don't even know if there's anyone like that at the moment. well there was kind of raheem sterling at one point i don't know if he moved in was it 2016 was it that summer that he moved um, he might have. i can't i can't actually remember now but i do remember jamie vardy was winning balls yeah. consistently i think leicester just won the I just won the championship at the time. Or and they wanted to go to The year before, sorry. But yeah, so he had a sort of relatively decent season afterwards. He went with England. And up on the point where England got knocked out, English players were dominating the media. Dominating the media, dominating the media. And English players will very likely dominate the media unless you're Neymar, because he's an anomaly. I just don't yeah. understand how that guy, you know, that guy could win the buzz, you know, just for... I don't know, taking a shit in a hotel. I mean, even like recently, I've, I'm, I've just been surprised to see him up there, you know? And, you know, it, it, you know it's, 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 it's fantastic that he's only got one name as well, which is, you know, means he's always going to be in. But I do see Neymar, and you can see why a lot of people are buying him. Um, however, I do think you're right. The World Cup hype should not be taken, you know, should not be blown out of proportion really because it's only from the 14th of june to like the 12th of july but the summer window runs much thereafter and obviously if you've heard your bets too much on a player to perform at the world cup and it gets knocked out the first round money is going to flow out of that guy so fast Mm. that you're 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 just going to be stuck with 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 a dead investment so i think yeah players with the potential to move not someone like for example i mean i own 300 of him but you wouldn't be holding sanchez because sanchez is not going to play in the world cup he's not going anywhere and he's not going to really generate any news in the summer until Man United start the season again. So you'd be looking, in my opinion, players like that to sort of start to reduce your holdings, or I imagine that's what will happen, and then look for players with you know a year left on their contract who are pro- probably going to be playing in the World Cup and who can use that as a platform for a, for a move. So if you have a James Rodriguez this year round, then you know you're 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 absolutely loving it, and it'll yeah, just be he, sorry, Jay, to cut you off. I think you probably want like a player who isn't at that big club, like because the Hammers Rodriguez thing. And I remember when Spain were dominating back in the day when they won three tournaments in a row. Jordi Alba was kind of the mainstay at left back, and he impressed so much in the first time they won the Euros. I think that he got his move to Barcelona. So you're looking at players yeah. that maybe aren't at the biggest biggest clubs yeah. to perform on the World Cup. I mean, I'm really interested. I don't own any, but I'm looking at a player like uh, Florent Tavan at, um, at Marseille, who's absolutely s- smashing it this season. Is he going to do it on the World Cup stage as well? I don't know. But those are the kind of players I'd be looking at, the players that are at maybe not the biggest clubs, but who are going to be at the World Cup and can, as you said, give themselves the platform to perform. Yeah, I, I, yeah, totally agree with that. Um... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of someone who, um, uh, what's it called? Someone in that bracket you're describing. I mean, uh, Toy Vernon is, is a good one, but it's so fucking expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that all too long? Oh, I thought you meant Toy Vernon for Sweden. I was like, I don't even think he's making it. <laughs> <laughs> he's is it the one I'm asking you talking about, yeah? Oh, man. You must I think have thought yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. It's, it's the one I'm like, He's a really good player. And, I mean, like when he first came on the market, I was like, what the hell is he so expensive? And then every single damn weekend, the guy is like dropping scores of like 220, 250. He's I was like, out, man. Oh my God, word. But, um, yeah, you're totally right. Like, if, if you can find players, for instance, like a Dimitri Payet, you know, Payet at, you know, during the Euros, you know, someone was banging in goals and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there was, you know, talk about him going to Arsenal or United or whatever. If you can find players like that, then I think you are, you're absolutely onto a winner. Because the, the 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 hype and the you know the speculation and the talk, even if you know we know the player will probably not be as good as, I mean, reality and what happens on the index are two different things. As long as there's the hype, as long as there's the, the the hype around the player, you know that's 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 what you want, you know. So, if you guys find any players like that, please let me know. Not <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> looking now. <laughs> Um, I just wanted to to quickly cover one last thing before we uh, before we wrap this one up. I think you obviously you guys were really you know invested in the trailer of the month competition. And I, I've only breached the top ten I think once or top five even. But 
what what do you guys think they've they're planning on rolling out in terms of the um the trade of the month competition i could go first um i mean um i think i think yeah first things first they've, they've got to a stage now where they can't just base it on you know buys who, who spends the most money 10 points for every future because that's just pointless ross dyer will win it every time um cheeky plug but i think going forward um there has to be some it's got it's got to follow some sort of um reward structure in terms of i think value appreciation but obviously that's a difficult thing to do i think in many ways is how you know what's a good way to track that but ultimately for me i think a trader a trader of the month in my opinion will be someone who has the highest sort of percentage of buys at sort of close to low price and you know sales are close to a high price and it's kind of buy sell spread you know is 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 higher than than sort of the average kind of who's got the most profitable trades in that yeah, month right? yeah that's for me i think what a trader of the month should be not just someone who buys the most players if not i could buy sixty thousand of artem juba at 24 p <laughs> <laughs> just to win 500 but it doesn't really show i've got any sort of trading nows so yeah, something to do with most profitable trades, I think definitely um, would be the way forward. Mm, sure. What about you, Annie? What, what what do you think? How do you yeah. think they should like revamp this competition to make it better? Really. Right. So have they actually come out to say that you know they they are planning to bring it back in? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be completely revamped somehow. I, I don't know how because right. I've, I've asked about it because I noticed it wasn't there the whole of January. I can't believe you guys didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I knew it wasn't there. But I wasn't asking any questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised by that, man. You guys were always up there. Um, yeah. But I did ask. I did ask a question in passing when I was uh, speaking to someone from Football Index, and they kind of said we're going to announce something soon in uh, in. Or they said February. You never know with football index, do you? Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, apparently they're completely revamping it. So uh, who knows what we could be seeing with the trader of the month competition? Any ideas, Annie? Yeah, I, I think I think the fairest way for anyone for them to judge it would be either on uh, on the basis of your uh, portfolio appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much has your portfolio risen in the in the last month, uh, or based on your actual, you know, your actual, you, the 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 bit of your profits you you actually actualize. So you know you have spent this amount of money, you bought used this amount of money to buy a certain amount of futures, and you have sold this amount of futures. So how much money have you made? Um, I think that would be a a fair way to do it. As Jay says, you can just you know. Um, I remember there were nights when I wanted to win. Uh, the trade of the month, and you just go right down to the bottom of the market and just keep buying the lowest player and selling. You know? <laughs> it's just literally manipulating the the system. So I think I think that would be a fair way to do it. There's no mm. way. I know I know a lot of people c- complained about oh you know the la- the old system favored people who had the most money in the index and blah 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 and whatever. It's not fair. At the end of the day, that's what the market is about. If you want to win the trade of the month, putting more money into the market, you make more money. It's you know, it's simple. There's, there's no way you're going to be able to remove that factor from the equation. So, um, I, I mean, I totally agree with, with what Jia said. You know, the first way to do would be based on, uh, you know, your profits or you know how, how your how your portfolio has has appreciated in the in the in the month. I think it'd be quite a cool idea to see like buzz wins integrated, but for that month for the players that you've bought that month. So, say if I've bought a I don't know. Uh, I don't know who's won recently. Um, okay, so you talked about Vasquez earlier, Jay. Uh, if you'd bought him this month and he'd won Buzz, uh, maybe integrating that into their Trader of the Month competition would be quite cool. I don't know, but uh, it's it's hard because if you do it on percentage rises, then you could start with a ten pound portfolio and end up at ninety pounds or whatever, and that's eight nine hundred percent, nearly a thousand percent. To turn a thousand pounds into nine thousand pounds in a month is obviously nearly impossible compared to doing ten to ninety. So I don't know about percentages. Like I don't know if that's going to be the right way to do it. But I think integrating some sort of, as you know, Jay mentioned, most profitable trades in a month and including buzzwin somehow. So everyone's strategy is kind of suited into this competition because, as we kind of discussed, 
it was suited to the guys who were buying the most. And that was like the Ross Dyers and the you guys pretty much, which was kind of unfair for people who won, didn't have as much capital to just be the same players as much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I actually, I was mentioning on Twitter about uh, players going below IPO price. And I mentioned how Kante dropped to 12p. So, Jay, talk to us about this tall tale of uh, of Kante and uh, how he dropped below 25p and how you sought after this opportunity and took home a trader of the month uh, win because of it, probably. I don't think Kante won me, you know, trader of the month, but I do remember that time when he, when he came on and he sort of, it was a Thursday and he was, I don't know, I can't remember what it was, but he dropped down to, yeah, below his IPO price. He'd gone down 24, 20. He was at 17p at one point. And I do remember sort of Annie talking in the group, you know, about, you know, saving him about, oh, you know, this guy just won the season with Leicester. He's in Chelsea now. He's going to break. And not many people were kind of like on it sort of at the time. And I just decided to sort of like buy a few uh, at the time. And a few sort of ended up turning to a lot because he still was he still was going to get relegated. And I was like, I need to get this guy above. You need to get this guy above the threshold. And I think we eventually managed to save him. But I think I ended up selling most of it by the time he got to like 40p, you know, just to kind of, because it was just so stressful. And he eventually got up to, I remember in the lead up to him winning the PFA player of the year, I think it went up to as high as one pound fifty. I like he went up like, higher, man. He went up to like two something, I think. Yeah, probably even higher. Yeah, even probably even higher. So, you know, yeah, that was that was an interesting, um, interesting uh, story, uh, I believe. But I have been burned with relegations before in the past, and I'm quite grateful. I don't have to look at my portfolio anymore to see who the sort of bottom two uh, uh, these days. But from the trader of the month point of view, I think your point, Fig, there is right. You know, what is actually fixed is dividends. So really, if they can incorporate some way of you know, what the sort of most dividend wins are in a month, potentially, for PB. And and that then makes it a bit more random, I think, and gives more people a chance to uh, a chance to win. Uh, so something of that sort maybe would help. Yeah, I, I totally echo that. And obviously, crazy, uh, crazy times when Kante went that low. If you weren't on the index at the time, do check out his graph. He went absurdly low at one point and it and it seems Annie resurrected him from the dead alongside uh, <laughs> Jay when they really believed in uh, as I like to call him jelly bean head. <laughs> yeah to be honest when I, I don't I don't even think you let me even have a look. I don't think you'll you'll be able to see see that price drop. Does it only go back a, a year? Uh, let's let's yeah, let's have a look back a year. You you <sighs> Damn. I may have a screenshot somewhere. If I do have a screenshot, I'll send it to you. I mean, I mean, just, just, just to think back that you know, Kante was 12, 12 p, like <laughs> twelve p, like. It's, it's, oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> the, the wonders of the index. I think uh, I, I kind of said, "Oh, Kante went to twelve p or something," and someone was outraged. They were like, "What, Kante twelve p, really?" And I just <laughs> tagged Jay. I didn't even answer, and with the, one of the laughing, you know, laughing, uh, crying emojis because I, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, it's good, good fun. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah some some crazy times back in the day uh, when the index was so young, and it and it still is so young. Like we've still got so much to go, and we'll kind of finish on where you guys see this platform going and evolving. So go, go on, Jay, kick us off. Well, I think football index need to. They're going to have a massive payout soon. Uh, when we think about the three-year hold, um, it's one thing I've been looking at um, lately. You know, and I do think you know there's going to be some point <laughs> where a lot of us are going to be like, "What the hell is going on here?" Those who have had, you know, who who the index is built on have held, you know, thousands and thousands of a player. You know, we might see some sales, we might see some drops, but you know, when you think about, I look, I remember Football Index uh, Cedars campaign, if I remember correctly, and they mentioned um, something along the lines of, I don't know if it was 15 million or more who sort of are involved in the sort of football betting um, betting market. And at the time, I think it was a 17 billion pound market share. You know, 
when you think about about that value of money just put on fantasy football bets um on nothing of intrinsic value, just a player doing well, or team doing well, etc., or a team not doing so well. Football index at this point, as far as the UK is concerned, like you said, is still a baby, you know. And you know, when you think about potentially what its market share in the you know tradable market might be now, it, it might it might still be less than five percent. You know, maybe I'm even being too optimistic with it being five percent now is it going to ever reach 100 percent? i doubt it but you know if we if we're talking about even a 15 percent share in that market it's a payday for a lot of people who join today you know not even to talk less of those who have been on the index for sort of two to three years so i still see i still see it growing i think the team as as a as a whole, the football index team also need to grow. I think to be able to cope with this, and it looks like you know that that there there are signs that they are beginning to recruit sort of properly um, to sort of you know in proportion to the sort of number of people that are joining. I don't know what the sort of last count was. Um, I think the last time I checked, we probably had had probably got to about hundred thousand users now. You know, there's still a lot more people to join, and and I think majority of those 100,000 users, you know, if I remember how long it took me to eventually actually put real money into the index, you know, we're still probably six to nine months away from people actually really taking this seriously. You know, this name rise for me alone has really shown me that, you know, there's no, there's no limit. You know, if people believe in a player, if someone thinks a player is going to do or a group of people think so, money is no object i would never have imagined he would go to 10 pounds and for to get to 10 pounds and then just fly past it like it's nothing mm. you know it shows you that there's just so much potential in the index there's still so much of that market share to be realized mm. and you know if they can even get to 15 percent, that would be excellent but i don't think they're anywhere near that at this point which makes it even more exciting yeah there's so many great things that you've just said there Jay, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head. Really talking about market share of the the index uh, in comparison to other gambling companies, and it, you know who knows what the future holds. I think it's just going to be so bright. What about you, Annie? Yeah, uh, well, what can I say? It's Jay has basically you know touched on um, on the main things. It's Football index is still a, a, a small fish in a big pond. Um, when you look at you know the size of of gambling in the UK, you know if you how much how much how much money do you guys think is in index right now? Just the ballpark. As in ballpark, like pounds yeah. out there. Yes. Nice. How much money is in Neymar alone? <laughs> you know? Man, I don't, I don't even know. I can't even do the quick maths of my. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking as well, but it will probably be around the say, say around five million. Yeah, I was going to say millions, yeah. millions of pounds. Yeah. I'll probably say around five million. When you when you think about all the money that's on the market, I, I, I would say around five million. The 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 gambling market in the UK is is in the billions. Mm. You know, so I, I, and I think as more and more people get to know about the index, where you can put money on on a player, and this player can keep on returning more uh, dividends and winnings. You know, for I mean, it's it's contracted for three years. So if you buy one future, that that future can basically continue any any new money for three years. And you compare that to traditional bets. Where it's a one-off, it's either a yes or no, and then that's the end. That you need to put in fresh capital, depending on whether you win or not. I think as more and more people get to know about the index, this like I keep I said it to Adam at the at the last uh, trader meetup, the product is just outstanding. Like it's 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 different. There's 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 nothing else that competes with it uh, at the moment. It, it's it's sort of I don't want to you know keep like sounding I'm selling it, but. It's just so different, and and there's no way it's not going to keep growing. Like it's just you know, it's it, it's combining fantasy football, it's combining trading, and it's combining something that everybody loves to do all together into one product. I think it's I think it's a winner. I just think you're gonna. It's only a matter of time before you see somebody over twenty pounds. It's, <laughs> it's I, I mean, you think bold, about it. Old words there. I don't. I don't even think it's bold anymore because 
it's it's the way uh, um what's it called an adoption curve works mm, i know what you mean yeah. yeah yeah it's slow at the beginning but as soon as it takes off you know it's, it just flies uh, and that's why and you don't I'm know when it's going to stop exactly it's, it's this thing jay spoke about you know i was expecting once name i hit 10 pounds i was expecting a drawback and he's just kept on flying. He's almost eleven pounds already. <laughs> you know, it's, it's 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 what I think it's ten pounds sixty five, and it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. I mean, mm. it doesn't look like he's going down anytime soon. <laughs> so, you know, you you would just need. I mean, hurricane the same thing. You know, he's almost at nine pounds now. No, you know, no, so you would you, you would just see. You know, as more more people realize, all of a sudden, buying hundred futures for a thousand pounds mean means nothing. I remember when I first joined. Uh, I used to, I used to I mean I used to speak to Jay and other, a few other people on, on the on, on Twitter and they would tell me oh yeah I just put like a hundred and hundred and fifteen pounds on a hundred futures of Zatan Bramovich and I used to think that was crazy like are you mad <laughs> like <laughs> why, why would you do that like a hundred pounds are you crazy isn't um, it isn't it crazy that like my first my the, the first time I put real money into the index was probably about a thousand pounds and now that would just buy me Neymar. Like exactly. not even a hundred futures. It wouldn't buy you a hundred. You know, it wouldn't buy you a hundred futures of Neymar. You'd be struggling to get a hundred of um, uh, what's it called of of Kane now and of that. Yeah. You man. know, so I, I just I just think that you know as more and more people real you know realize the potential uh, uh, and feel safer on the index, and I think that the stability that we have now. I mean, the summer was a really, a really, um, it was a vital period for for football index. Because I remember when, you know, um, it sort of came across like, you know, they were trying to play fast one and also when they said, you know, anybody in the squad could win the balls and blah, blah, blah. Everybody was very mental about it and whatever. You know, that was a really important point where, you know, when, when Adam, you know, was, said, you know what, we're not going to do that for now, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody, everybody sort of, you know, put their money back in. And we're having this period of stability. I think, I think this is really important. And, you know, Adam also mentioned it during the trade that, uh, the, the, the meetup, the last event that we had, you know, just a period of stability where people can just absolutely build confidence in the product and the platform and just keep on piling money in. You know, I, I mean, when I say that, it sounds like a Ponzi scheme, but it's not. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a stock market. The only way a stock market grows is with more money. Exactly. As, as more money goes in. And to be able to do that, you need confidence and stability on the market. And I just hope that we have that for a certain period and you know whatever changes that they make either they you know they then decide goalkeepers on their own or you know whatever changes they make doesn't doesn't cause a substantial shift in the way things are working at the moment so yeah in, in short i i just i i see football index in the short to medium term to just keep growing we will have dips where you know there'll be bearish uh, movements and people will sell and take profits and blah 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 but for me, the over, the overall trend will just continue to go up. Yeah, I th- I think I struggle to disagree with that, Annie. It's it seems like a rocket uh, rocket ship that's just refueled. Really, uh, we've had our topsy turvy moments, and we'll have more. And that shouldn't be a bad thing. It's kind of healthy. You can't have green all the time. Yep. And um, to to have those dips and for, for football index to get their slice of the pie in terms of commission is really important. Also, I think. Yep. So we've we've kind of covered how we can prepare ourselves for a bear market but i think we're living in an age now where like we're moving into this digital world right there's loads of people talking about bitcoin and how like it's physically not there like people used to collect and spend a lot of money on like panini cards right like 20 years ago properly people used to collect them so much and now you're buying virtual footballers on our index like do you see? Do you guys kind of see that from physical collectibles? Like people are weird. People like collecting virtual players online. People used to like collecting physical cards with player pictures on them and like trading them. Like it is that kind of digital shift, and we're moving in a digital world. And people do look at this product at the start and say, "Oh, that's kind of weird." But if you think about it, it's just that kind of collectible mentality on an index overlaid on an index with the trading kind of aspect as well yeah i think you're right i mean i think you're always going to have the old money the warren buffett's people like my dad who'll be like you should go and buy a house you should go and buy a house <laughs> magic coins 
and you know those who you know like you said you know are, are happy to put their money in in you know in something that's not that's got no intrinsic value in itself and i think it's just going to be you know sort of tug of war between those two ideals you know and hopefully for you know for our sake and i, I imagine with the information age is the latter that's going to prevail but i think ultimately i you know i still i still struggle to see where the end where the end of this you know football index is is going to be you know what's it going to look like in 20 years you know when people get tired and move on to the next best thing you know i mean that, you know, that's... that's the question really but for now let's not worry about that <laughs> so philosoph philosoph uh sorry Ooh. <laughs> I know so philosophical there from jay i don't even know if they'll cut that bat out because it was quite funny but um what's it gonna be like in 20 years oh, shit. <laughs> i think i'll end on that cliffhanger for you guys to speculate at home and on your commutes what the index will look like in 20 years from yours truly um j slash some sort of philosopher these days but guys thank you so much for being the, the first returning guests on here and uh jay why don't you you know remind people where you are on twitter and where they can find more about you yes um i don't i don't have a football index account myself and I, I don't really sort of tend to use it as much just to keep up with news but my ad is uh, jean-pierre underscore iv sounds sounds interesting but i don't know where the uh, anyway as uh, j-a-n-p-i-e-r-r-e underscore iv i can always sort of help out with tips from a sort of direct message point of view um if anyone needs uh any help um but yeah that's that's me and uh, big up uh, the podcast as well it's come a long way and yeah just keep up the good work uh, keep up the good work fig thank you man and yourself honey Yep, uh, you can find me at Musio B eight nine. Go by the name Fi Great. Uh, I'm not sure why I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will leave both the the links hyperlinked in the in this description so if you're on your iphone uh, or your phone you can just kind of click their names like jay and annie and their twitters will pop up straight away which is which is quite cool so you, you guys don't even have to search it if you don't want to but uh yeah definitely if you're kind of stressing about the index and not knowing what to do because you've got too many players to look at these are the guys to ask about because you know they know how to deal with that stress and they've got so many players so uh you know they can help you out and guide you in that direction but guys thank you much very much for coming on and thank you to the listeners at home and on your commute making your journey a bit more enjoyable but if you do you know really enjoy the podcast then why not leave a review i really do enjoy reading them and it actually gets the football index name out there because it ranks the podcast higher so that would be great if anyone and everyone who listens could leave a review and you know subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to the youtube channel as well guys thanks so much thanks, thanks